watch new Survivor. We're stuck in a bad dream. So we're watching an old season with a silly pirate theme. Of course there's a new theme song, but it's as half-assed as our plans. Something, mumbo, something, a word that rhymes with plans. John will make some dumb jokes. Andy likes to yell and curse. Something about some backup host. How could hell be any worse? We'll spend the whole time wishing that our lives were back on track. But until then, it's Pirate Survivor. We can all be glad for that. It's the Purple Rock Whatever. Hello and welcome to the Purple Rock Total Landscaping Podcast. I am your host, Andy. Uh, with Hi. me this week is uh, this guy and also uh, Matt and Emma. Uh, we are here to talk about the ninth episode of uh, Pearl Island Survivor. And wow, so much to talk about. Don't you think, Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, it was just an action-packed episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you have any recollection of what happened during the episode? No. That's okay. I forgot everything. It was okay. an episode worthy of forgetting. Plus, we've had so much going on this week. What's been going on in our lives this week? Your life. Forget um, about me. Quarantine? Yeah. Lots of fun quarantine action. Just staying home, doing school through the Zoom, which I guess for a lot of people is it always. Zoom. Touche. You're right. What was it then? Google, Google Meet. There you go. Oh, there are other uh, products, but yes, fair uh, enough. I got tested. I'm a negative. Yeah, nice. That's good. Normally, you're such a positive fellow, but in this case, negative, and that's a good thing. So, yes, you get to go back to school next week. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Do you want to explain Onion's absence? Because I'm sure the fans are wondering why why Onion isn't here this week. It's because no, no, no worries. Yeah, he's fine. We it's saw him. because he seems to be uncomfortable. Yeah, he was getting a little overexcited. It was time for bed. And you know what? I think it might be some time for somebody else to go to bed. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't disagree with that, but I'm going to talk for a little bit longer. <laughs> Matt on the minute. East Coast. Unless you like, just yes, want to take over. I have the breakdown here. You could just. How about you ask right now? Uh, the first question, everyone. What is now the time to go after for Rupert? Interesting uh, discussion. You know, we'll have that after the break. Let's send you to bed, okay? <laughs> Good night. Good night. I might see you. Oh, not. Uh, a little peek behind the camera for everybody. We thought we would uh, get you guys to uh, you know miss out on the Christopher segment this week by pretending that we were uh, doing the show. And he read that the recording was paused. So, yeah, blew my cover. Next he time already on. knows how to use technology. They grew yeah. up so fast. Damn Zoomers. He almost just busted me there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah that, that could have been. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I mean, he barely ever remembers what's happening as long as, like, Rupert moves on. But he, <laughs> this week was not exactly a very thrilling week. And I think a big part of it was that um, a lot of the setup was not for this episode. So why not? They seem to set up a lot that they were maybe going to go after Rupert. Was now the time to do so? Emma. <sighs> um, you know, I think, it, you know, obviously it depends on who you're asking, you know, who 
Sure, we're talking about Burton and Lil, I guess. They're, they're okay. the, like, the kingmakers and decision makers. Here. Burton and Lil, I think, yeah, probably. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I, I can see why they wouldn't have maybe thought that way back in season seven, but you could really see them being kind of a, I can't believe this is the comparison I'm going to make, but a John and Jacqueline sort of duo that just kind of jumps back and forth and always is the kingmaker, you know, they could have really, you know, they could potentially go with the mortgage and then go back and be like, you know, this and that. Um, so I think it might have, no, now the problem is, you know, then you have Sandra and Krista are going to be very alienated and maybe they can team up with other people because Burton is a threat. Lil would probably be fine. Yeah. So this is, you just got to the answer. The answer is no, it was not the time because of that math. Because you do this now, you have two pissed off people still around the game and three free agents on the other side. You've now yep. handed the power of the game over to the Morgan tribe. There's, they don't have to stick with you. Um, and they and they discuss this. They know that Sandra and Krista will not be happy about this because they are not privy to the discussions that apparently uh, Sandra and Krista are also having about getting rid of Rupert, which may or may not have happened within the same time frame as these other discussions. But I think it's just it's it's a discussion you have, but the time isn't right yet. You need to whittle down Morgan one more before you can do this. What right. do you think, Matt? Well, I would also say that while Sandra and Christian might be okay with getting rid of Rupert, they also are explicitly, let's get rid of Burton first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a little harder to do if you take out Rupert first. Yeah. In fact, and it's look, it's possible that the Morgans don't flip, but it's not worth taking that chance. Right I now, agree. Burton and Lil are in no danger. Uh, getting right. rid of Rupert while there are still three Morgans, while there's basically still five people to align against the four that you would have left over, or that's not even the math. I guess it'd be three. It'd be Burton, Lil, and John. Era and Tuwana would be four left after this, and then but then there's only three on the other side, and John's kind of the floater free agent. Who yeah. you? This is the thing. I think they knew when they had this discussion, or when they made the decision not to go after Rupert this week, that John was with them because yeah. frankly. Yeah. That's not a tough discussion. John's like, yeah, of course I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm cool to take out Rupert anytime. So the decision to go after Rupert and wait in a week, you know, or waiting however long they need to wait uh, to take him out, basically not doing it this week is fine because if you have John, then you still have five to go after him, you know, at, you know, at a future vote with you, you know, Burton, Lil, John, Dara, and Tawana. So yeah. you don't need Ryan. Yeah. That's the big thing, like because even if they were to do it next week, no, that it could still be a four on three situation. But then you just hustle. You got to get the two. Whereas here, you you're handing the power over to Morgan, and it kind of uh, goes to like Ryan. Rhino's attempts to save himself was always he he approached Burton, but the whole time he was all like, "Join my superior numbers," and that was right. kind of the whole thing. You needed to do this in a way that there was going to be no party bigger than the three that you have. There might be right. one, you know, that could form to become that, but it would then be a three, two, two rather than a three, three, two. Right. So I, I think it's the right. And I think, you know, uh, unlike Trish a couple of weeks ago, this is a move that you discuss in advance. You know, you don't necessarily do it right after the challenge the two hours before tribal council. So you it's also definitely discuss worth it with people you trust to not go blabbing it to Rupert. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, sometimes big moves like this, you need to, you know, you need to wait for the right time. I, that doesn't mean drag your feet. It also means that you sometimes need to 
test the waters and wait a bit. So right. I think they did the right thing. I just, yeah, it, it just wasn't the time yet just because of the unstable element of Sandra and Krista. Um, so with that in mind, that they had already made that decision before the challenge, right? They knew they weren't going after Rupert. I mean, if they 100%. didn't, they are, they played the challenge really the badly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, then they'd be real idiots. Like, they'd be like Nicaragua or Gabon-level idiots. Yeah, yeah, so you gotta, I mean, that's the thing. I think even more so, as you know, obviously, I mean, by the end of the challenge, you know Rupert's not going home, but you know during the challenge that, okay, that's not the plan, and they're going yeah. after Vino because they just just decimate him yeah well more than that i think they threw it to give rupert the win like i don't even think they just decided that like you know we don't care if he wins immunity i think they were giving him immunity uh you know very few people attacked him other than basically sandra like sandra i think was the first person to put it in there yeah just to be uh just to be you know almost to be sassy about it um but yeah i think it was more of it Okay, well, we're not going to go after Rupert this time. Let's make him feel good and comfortable. Let's yeah. let him win this immunity. Yeah. Nobody, you know, show any cards in this scenario. Yep. Which I think is wise. Yeah. No, I, I've the past two two episodes, I've been impressed with Burton. It's actually helped because when he went out like a sucker, um, you know, we I mean, I always remembered that he went out like a sucker, right? But I still remembered him as kind of a more savvy game player, but. Not just going out when he did, but in the episodes before where, you know, they're drinking coconut in front of everybody else and he's just yeah. being a dick right. all the time. Like, this guy isn't any good. Um, yeah. The time away at the hotel really helped clear his head <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, the way he's played the past two episodes has been um, impressive. I agree. Also, I just got to say, I don't know if maybe it's, you know, longer time on the island and like facial hair growth or or something but john always would say how he thinks burton is the hottest guy on pearl islands and one of the hottest male contestants in general is in john's opinion um obviously we know that's chris underwood but um when watching the beginning i was just like i mean you know i get it you know he's he's obviously a handsome man but whatever right and then when he like comes back i'm like "Mm, okay i see you like yeah, he made That's a wise hard. decision to like not really, you know, trim everything yeah. up. Um, you know, well, the, he, he, how could he trim it up, Andy? He was right. uh, he was deprived. He was on. He was living on an island. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, Emma, I'm really glad that Burton has come back into uh, your survivor life just as Savage has left. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> that is that is important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I have to deal with this Krista crush going on the whole time, which but um still personally don't see it but whatever you know whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. people could say that about it <laughs> so it's fun. um yeah so i'm i'm enjoying i'm enjoying that aspect of the show that's good yeah it's good and maybe it also helps i mean i think a lot of it is just you know your standard island hotness but you know again mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like a dumbass douchebag now he, right you know, he's not being like a bully anymore yeah <laughs> He seems, you know, very calm and, you know, you know, he's just, you know, describing his relationship with Lil and working yeah. that and like, you know, very patient with everything. And it's like, yeah, so it's, uh, you don't have to feel bad about also it. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think maybe slimmed down a bit or, yeah, because he came in with a beard, right? Anyway. But it's just I can't even remember. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna know. you know, d- dude, that was like weeks ago, uh, which in 2020 yeah. timeline is like already a good solid like couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, we know that they weren't going after Rupert because you have every opportunity to get rid of whoever you want in this challenge. Yeah. Um, which is why they, they should not do this challenge for immunity, right? Yeah, it's dumb. It's complete it's bullshit. How they didn't learn that lesson in my cases. I mean, I guess well, I know like how in they did cases. It, but, yeah. Right. But it's like, you should, you know, it's so results oriented because you shouldn't look at how the vote went. You should look at how Sean was eliminated immediately. Yeah. And, Despite getting yeah. all of his and, questions um, right that he was able to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like even just in that front, like for what it's not that big of a deal, but like where you really can't do anything, like you can get stuff right, but you can't defend yourself in any way is just like not great for immunity um, because there's just like such little power there. And you still, as we've seen, you still get the like dynamic stuff showing up when you do it in reward. Yeah, unless you know, many, many years later, Sandowan del Sora, where they don't basically refuse to participate until Jeff. But even then, you kind of get, you know, like you see, okay, you see that this group is so entrenched, Mm -hmm, you know, together. Yeah. Ultimately, I think, yeah, just the challenge has run its course. But yeah, no, like it was patently unfair in Marquesa, except that it also turned the entire season around and like, you know, hearkened like a brand new like era of Survivor when it happens. I can see them be like, oh, no, that's the lesson. And we're going to do that again. You know, it might look like everything is set, but maybe we'll show them something. And yeah, all it did is the one, you know, the person who needs immunity the most has no shot at getting it whatsoever. And you have a, an episode just completely devoid of drama. Yeah. Um, if they had done it for reward, the may, uh, Rupert would still would have won it and he would have gotten his decision. And I got to say, like, I, I didn't remember how this particular reward went. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be. Uh, who knew there was so much San Juan del Sur energy in Pearl yeah. Island. But it's just as soon as uh, he's like, oh, God, I mean, of course you're going to take somebody, yada, yada, yada. But as soon as he's like, or you can give it up, I'm like, well, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. And I wonder it's if it's one of those things where. brought up giving it up, though. Like, I feel like he doesn't really do. I think, like, I feel I like usually was, they ask if they can give it up. I think it's because it followed on right after Byrne had given up immunity to Rupert. So I think Jeff was just like, you can give it up because. You can give anything up at this, you know, right now. So, like, I think that's what. And I wonder when, like, or at least as far as we see, but we don't see the whole explanation. It wasn't really made clear that by when he gives it up, that means he fully gives it up. So suddenly now Burton can't choose Rupert either. But, yeah, as soon as Jeff does that, I'm like, of course. Like, that's just catnip to Rupert, right? Another opportunity to portray himself as the honorable martyr. And what a fucking yes. Like, it's just so dumb. You, You can accomplish what you're trying to accomplish by taking Burton. And instead... Uh, he gives it up to Burton, and then he uh, tells Burton to take Lil. Uh, was that a good idea or not? Well, can I just first say that, yeah, highlighting the him not just taking Burton himself, it's like he's gift-wrapped the easiest choice of like giving like taking someone with you on reward because that can so often like lead to tension like his two big allies are sandra and krista Ooh, which one does he you know like they might get offended it's so easy to just say like you know what i'm not gonna try to imitate rupert that's no do it do it it. (laughs) like like, it'll be the best part of this episode 
I can't. Um, be like that he's God, you threw me totally off my game. I gotta um, thank Burton because he I owe him for immunity. Yeah, like I have to thank Burton for giving me immunity. <laughs> And like no one's gonna complain about that. No, no I mean like, some people that. might feel like, oh come on, you gotta know that wasn't, but no, they'd be like, of course, and of course for Rupert. But that's not good enough for Rupert. He needs to go the extra mile. Yeah, he needs to tell Burton to take Lil. And that's where this move really becomes a problem. If a he fucking just... disaster. A complete yes. disaster. Yes. You know what you wanna do with your swing votes? You wanna isolate them. Right. You, you do want to make a weak vote comfortable. You want to make them a part of your group, but you don't want to send both of these swing votes away together to scheme without you watching them. Uh, that's a problem, and that's what he did here. Yeah, Rupert outsourced the uh, you know, the, the uh, Lil to Burton. Why are you assuming Burton is with you? You still have to make sure Burton is one of you guys. But I guess, I mean, <laughs> he gave you immunity, so he's locked in. A thing that had no value to him, he gave to you. Um, and so it's like, well, Burton's good. You make sure Lil is good. And yeah, it's just, it, it, it's something that he probably thought was so fucking clever. Um, no, I, I mean, the top of it off is like, oh, thank God that Burton and Lil finally get to have a good breakfast because it's been days. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not like anyone's starving right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, and it would have been perfect. One of them with one of you. Yep. And then the other one with the other two of you. Everybody is locked in. They can't go scheme with anybody if, if else. you're looking ahead, you could be making a final two deal with someone. Take them on the reward. Make a deal. Make them feel comfortable and make them think that you're their best ally. Yeah, he could be doing with Burton what he should have done. You know, what I discussed last week, instead of telling putting Burton in his place about why he voted him out when he didn't, it could have been like, yeah, no, I really want to go to the end of you. I need you here. I know I will only go as far as what, you know, if there's somebody else at the same level of threat as me. And again, I understand Rupert isn't smart like this, but I criticize players who aren't smart like this, and that's what I'm doing now. Uh, but instead... Of course, what happens is he gives them all the freedom in the world to plot against him. Which they do. Gold star. Gold star, Rupert. I mean, look, it, it's not a lot of news that he's not good at this. But it's just <laughs> like the ways he's not good at this is that it's so easy to play into Rupert's ego. And yes. that's all this was. He had it lined up, as you discussed. He had the opportunity to take Burton. But as soon as there's an opportunity to make him look like he's sacrificing, he can't not do it. He can't. And this will always be the case for him. That's right. Man, like, I was really thinking that segment might last a little <laughs> <laughs> It's the most consequential thing to happen this episode, and we just don't have that much to say about it. Uh, you're kind of getting a peek behind the curtain about what this episode's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, the decision to let them do that, and then we already retroacted. We already discussed why they didn't decide to do it. Um, I guess did, the other person, Rhino's pitch. To yeah. To, how did Rhino do trying to stay alive when he was very clearly a dead man walking? I think he could have done better. Yeah. This is how you do better in that situation. Okay, you don't pitch the game changing turn 
where you're the three and you're trying to lure in a two. Okay. Because like Andy said, if you're a part of the three, then why would a two come with you? They're just going to be on the bottom of this new five alliance. What you pitch is you say, look, I'll be your vote, but can you move the vote off of me? That's yeah. what you try to do. You say, look, you know, like, look, I'm with, you know, like I am with you. All you got to do is get this vote onto one of either Dara or Tawana. Yeah, you should be willing to sell out your own people and um, is very anti Morgan thing to do. And like, it doesn't seem to even come up. He, yeah. you know, I, I don't and it's almost like he's making mind. the pitch to Burton that he should have made last week. Yep. I was you know, honestly almost tried... surprised oh, just being not a Morgan thing to do that Dara and Tijuana actually do vote Rhino. Like, you know, they recognize there's nothing, you know, they can yep. do. Like, that's. That's more than we've seen from Rhino or Savage. So. Well, even more yeah. than that, like Tawana is the first person to put a coconut on Rhino's. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. She recognized where the wind's blowing right away. Well, and I think also, though, what's especially interesting, because when we were watching it, you know, that question was raised. Why would she do that when that's her ally? Is not only that is that where the wind's blowing, but if he wins that immunity, then who are they going to vote for? Right. And it could Probably very Tawana. easily yeah. be her. Yeah. So get rid of him, Probably make sure he her. doesn't have that immunity. Yeah, I think it would be her before Dara. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, either way, is that a 50-50 yeah. chance you want to take? Or no. do you want to make sure Ryan's out? Yeah. Do you want to oh, make sure good, Ryan's uh, out? That's absolutely true. Uh yeah, with like I think Rhino made like pitched the right person. You know, that is yes. the person to listen yeah, to. I agree. Um, but yeah, for, well, I think another problem is it was too long term. Hey, get with us, and we'll be you know the final five. Yeah, and again, exactly. You just did, three, Rhino two. just need to survive this vote. That's yeah, that's and that forget like you know even just selling out to Dara and Tawana. You can say like, hey, if that's what you want to do, but it's like, hey, this Rupert guy is really dangerous. Like he's going to beat any of us. So yeah. I'll vote for him if you want. I'll be the, you know, I will help you, Burton, in whatever way you think is best. You're not coming to my plan. Just, hey, how about I let you be in your plan? And like, you know, we bros need to stick together if they, you know, they take out me or next. Like, he did have that part of the pitch. Yeah. Um, but just about this vote. One vote only. Now, ultimately, would it have worked? Probably not. But, you no. know, he did not make the best pitch. Speaking of um, really us trashing Rupert earlier is... <laughs> I'll be honest, and I can't remember if it was from this week or last week, but I'm pretty sure it was this week. Didn't he, like, fully say to, I feel like he fully told Lil, like, you'll be the last Morgan to get voted That out. was like, this week, yep. Yeah, it was like, he was like, oh, and this was my favorite part of that, too. So he tells her, like, um, you know, hey, we'll make sure, because, like, you, like, you'll be the last Morgan voted out, which is, like, sure. But... He also says, like, and if you win immunity, I'll vote out one of my people before you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, buddy, that's how it works. That, that works. is that's how it works. Survivor, yep. Rupert. Yeah, he like, uh, that was that was this week, and that was yeah. a classic. That was a classic Rupert. There, I watched it a little earlier than I normally do. So yeah. that time <laughs> is okay. fake, as we all know. So. Oh yeah, same. I, I watched it on Monday too, so it's really not helping. I've also recorded a podcast since then, but uh, yeah, it's. It's a classic uh, pro- uh, problem that happens on Survivor where you know, people it's like, well, I can't even like have the appearance that I'd sell out my alliance. No, no. You're bringing somebody in. You're bringing them into your top two or three. Like, you can't even tell her that John would go before <laughs> I know. Seriously. that That's wild that you're willing Burton? to keep. John? 
Yep. You can't say Final Four. You, me, Sander, and Krista. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like, that's his level of honorability. Well, I'm, I'm Drake. I've always been a Drake. Uh, it's like, nah, no, you got, you have to, if you need somebody, they need to feel needed, yep. not temporarily needed, but there is a new place for them in this game for themselves. And neither Rhino nor Rupert were able to do that. Hey, uh, so what was up with Rhino calling Krista a bitch? That was, that came out. Yeah, of where the, the hell did that come from? Yeah, that was that was bizarre. It was more somehow even more out of nowhere than leaving the breakfast. Lil being like, "Don't tell them I'm a bitch." And Burton's like, "Yeah, that was another one." (laughs) Why would I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I can't truly get out of bed and be like, like you know, just make me feel to be like some dumb. I'm like, just tell them I'm a dumb broad. Don't make me. Don't tell them I'm a bitch. Like. Yeah, like no, I I was fully prepared to tell them that you were a whiny weirdo, but a bit that bitch. What doesn't even help me? Who would even be like, oh yeah, that sounds right. I believe your story. That's exactly how I think of Lil. What? No, I mean apparently Rhino. Because again, like he has this golden boy, nice guy edit, and then like the last thing he says is just. Yep, this, this throwing away thing, that goodwill that he had earned through the rest of the you know the rest of the episodes to this point just whoop out the window. The only thing I can think of, and this doesn't like excuse it, but just because it seems so out of nowhere, it's like where is this even coming from? The only thing I can think of is you know we did see Krista in confessional and stuff being the one really talking about how the Morgans don't work as hard and stuff. And we heard that more from her really than even like a Rupert or something. And so all I can think of is maybe she said a lot more at camp than we saw and was like, maybe kind of rude about it, but like, Still, you got to know what you don't have to be an apologist here. You know, it's, you know, I I really think that's not a good look for you. Um, Fuck off. I mean, I agree. There's stuff that we're not seeing, right? Clearly, like, I think Krista is bothering people in ways that we're not seeing because we're not seeing actually much of Krista. I actually thought I remembered her being a bigger character. She, we had. She's never been a discussion. I'll tell you, she's apparently a bigger character in this household. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, and now, because like, they, like were, they threw a challenge <laughs> to get rid of her earlier. Like, apparently, she is rubbing people the wrong way. And, of course, I think probably the other thing we're not seeing is maybe Rhino's more of a dick than we ever knew. Because, again, like, there's some real vitriol in this vote. It's like, yeah, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like, did she come up to him and tell him that he's the one going? And there wasn't yeah. like, it, it's it, it was just like. You know, like, maybe, I wouldn't have put that in the edit. Like I would have found like a Yeah, I would have found somebody to not include that. You know, maybe Rhino was just kept in line by Savage all this time, and then Savage goes and just, you know, the inner Savage is like, we respect women. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, Savage uh, is the only reason no one was looking at Darren in the shower besides the cameraman. That's right. That's right. Man, and I said camera men in this instance. Oh, this yeah, wasn't you uh, just using uh, the, the gender-specific thing wrong. No, no. They're men. Yeah, um, pretty confident. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard otherwise, at least in terms of camera operators. I believe there might be two two female producers. One, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, I'm, sure I'm surprised we got that much talk out of that segment. Where, you know, oh, 
some we're time doing this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep it rolling with this momentum we're building. Uh, let's get to the new weekly segment. Did Lil suck this week? Matt, this is your baby. What, what do we think? Did Lil suck this week? Uh, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I uh, thought it's a week. yes. It's not... This is not Austin level suck. Let's be honest here. This is not Austin level suck. But then again, she was calling herself a bitch. And that was like, that, that was kind of sucky to do. Well, you didn't have to do that. So That's right. yeah. the rampant misogyny of Scott. That's Master what I'm saying. I got problems with that, Lil. I don't, I don't endorse that. Internalized <laughs> misogyny is a real bitch. <laughs> but I mean, um, hey. but what do you think, Emma? Uh, so sorry. Nah, nothing matters. Anymore. You're not. This is great podcasting. <laughs> Let's get the this kid is the best here. episode we've ever done. Uh, actually, so the, the B word was thrown a lot around a lot this episode, and um, mostly become, by Lil. I know, but you come behind like my kids literally like they say that a lot. Like, are they allowed to say that? Like, you're not wrong. It's it's been a lot more than I was hoping for for my you know. What a seven o'clock hour television show or whatever it is. Um, all right, Emma, what do you think? What's your score? Uh, did Lil suck this week? Oh, for Lil. Um, do I remember her doing anything? <laughs> she was at the breakfast with Bert. And, yeah. Uh, I feel like, oh, yeah, you know what? No, the the verdict is going to be that, yes, she sucks because she's very much like, I'm just going to do what you tell me and like not have any agency. I'm just going to be. Like, I just want you to tell me what to do, but don't call me a bitch. Yeah, what was weird about that is that is not the approach that Burton was giving. He wasn't, like, dictating everything and, like, she was like, I'll just fall in line. He was trying to treat her as a partner, as, like, somebody to plan with and all that. And she was all just like, you know, whatever you want. uh, Oh, plus... Plus, sorry, sorry. Um, plus also at the breakfast, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, and if Rupert wins immediately, like, maybe we'll go after Kristen. Like, you talk to her and make her comfortable. And she's like, that sounds like a lie. Yeah, that that that, that was the real moment. He's like, I know, Lil, we talked about this. And she's like, I'm not comfortable with that. And you just be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that, during that, my my husband was like, why do you want Survivor? Like, he, again, who does not watch the show, <laughs> just listens to me talk about it. It's like... Yep. What? Like, yeah. like imagine think, playing like mafia with someone who's like, "Well, if you ask me if I'm in the mafia, I'm gonna have to tell you." Are you in the mafia? Oh yeah, of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I mean, a lot of this obviously stems from Lil is just over the moon that somebody actually wants to be around her, like in this <laughs> game. You know, it, it's yeah, uh, some you know fallout from the way she was treated at morgan but uh, i think another way she sucked is in the immunity challenge she is like really laying it on thick to try and hide her alliance with burton like she put two rocks uh, or two coconuts and both times like oh well this is for when we were at breakfast like lil no one cares like you don't have to go this far to fool everybody to keep your alliance on the down low nobody's thinking about you like it's clear that like the her biggest fear is to blow this amazing scheme she has and you know if she doesn't go big you know i guess you know she'll just fall apart due to the sophisticated levels of deception she is practicing and it's just like i mean if anybody was paying attention to her which they are not they'd be like man she's acting kind of weird i wonder if something's up 
Yeah. Also, like, yeah, maybe you have to do all that subterfuge if they were going after Rupert or someone. But, like, the plan was just to vote with the Drakes, which is what they did last time. Yep. That's it. Okay, yeah, so just cool. Just take out the Morgans. Yeah, if you want Burton to be... Yeah, it's just like you know, seeing her try to process that. It's just like, I mean, in some ways, it's like a bless your heart type deal. But in other ways, it's like, eh, you suck. Is there anything else to discuss about this episode of Survivor? You know, I think we've done pretty good. I think we got more out of the Lil segment and the Rhino segment. Let's just call it a day here. There was th- this episode had nothing happen. Just yeah. absolutely nothing. It was a bad episode in a great season. Yeah. I did not remember this episode being so bad. Yeah, this is the kind of deal where if we had remembered what was going on with this episode, but part of the problem with it is it is so imminently forgettable. We would have packed it together with the next one and yeah. then not talked about it at all. I don't know if it would have come up. <laughs> it would have come up like, like 10 Mano minutes. Got voted out. It would have come up <laughs> 10 minutes and that would only be in the context of how it affects the next episode. Yeah, um, because – and look, sometimes this is how the game goes. There, you know, The big thing happened last week and there was just another piece of business to finalize that. And there wasn't anything the, that piece of business could do about it. Now that – is the show's fault by you know preventing Ryan Ryan from having a chance to winning immunity that could have shifted it because maybe then Ryan's immune, Rhino's immune and then it's like well oh, Tawana is the easiest one or do we then t- you know take this do we do the move, move that we did um, yeah but yeah it was just none of that it was just a, a week that you know things had to get through so you know to let people know not only are we done talking about this in the non spoiler section. We have no spoiler content. There's nothing more to discuss uh, next week. You know, it should be more. So instead, we will finish uh, with our updog segment. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we were like, like, should we talk about the election? And this is how 2020 is. You know, we're like, how can we remember if Burton had a beard? We're all like, that was forever ago. What's even <laughs> to talk about anymore? They're literally still counting votes. And, you know, obviously some people right. are pretending. I like mean, my over. viewpoint was a little more like we we addressed it last week. And for us Americans, and especially it's not like we're having like debates. It's going to be like, yeah, Biden won. Yeah. It is absurd that Trump hasn't conceded. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we can't we can't even have me give the explainer on Gritty because there's been so many of those right. online. You know, I'm not adding anything new to that. <laughs> no, honestly, Maury, like, I don't feel like talking about it either. It's right. Like, yeah, it would have been better if we could have just talked about it last Thursday. Um, but, you know, we didn't want to jinx anything. So instead, uh, this is a topic that uh, Brad um, actually brought up. Uh, in a way, a few weeks ago, and I figured I'd get around to it now. Um, the question, what musical artist slash band should get a jukebox musical? And what would that your uh, jukebox musical be about? Um, now, I believe when Brad brought this up, he was asking us what a Spice Girls jukebox musical should be about. So if anybody has that answer, you know, comments. Um, what do you have for this, Matt? So I actually forgot to look at this ahead of time. So I'm scrambling <laughs> to come up with an answer. This whole right time, now. I'm like, is Matt going to say he doesn't want to do this? Like, oh, no, I, uh, but, but I, so, so I just had to Google Again, while you this were is talking, best whether, whether my choice, I had to Google whether my choice had an actual jukebox music musical yet. And from Google, the answer is uh, unclear. So I'm just going to say anyway. 
Uh, it should be, you know, it should obviously be Nirvana because that is the music of my childhood. That is the most important band when I was young. And it should be about whatever the hell smells like Teen Spirit is about, which I think is an albino and, a, <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know, but that's what it should be about. A mulatto, that's in there, right? Yeah. It uh, is. Regrettably, it is. Yeah, my it is. So, um, yeah, that's maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's about my libido. Oh God, I'm never watching that musical. <laughs> Kurt Cobain is just spitting the whole time. Yeah. That's that should actually be part of the stage direction. As they're going through the song and dance part, they have a corpse just yeah. yeah. Nothing Kurt Cobain would love more than a commercialized, very expensive Broadway <laughs> production. It's perfect. Of his it's perfect. Music. Uh, is it possible that you could have anything better than that? <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they saw the episode. I should have looked at the breakdown ahead of time. I did it, so that's what we got. it two days ago. I mean, I know. That's what I'm saying. I should have. I, had I mean, it was really here. long, so I understand. Oh, my God. Okay. Literally, um, the ninth first... point in is, that's it. Let's not pretend there's anything else worth discussing. But he couldn't get that far. <laughs> okay um first of all despite being the one who's most likely to have the spice girls info i don't um i never owned a spice girls album i know you know i know they're singles and i've seen spice world at like slumber parties but that just wasn't the group that i like owned albums to um first of all in it I will say that I reject the premise of the question because I think jukebox musicals are bad. Um, yeah, I agree on that. I, I mean, I'll still answer. I just want to yeah. I have a whole thing. Um, like, you know, if you're just like a straight up jukebox, you know, something like Mulan Rouge, where it's like a pure jukebox and you're taking songs from whatever, sure, that's fine. But when you're taking down to a specific artist, anything but Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and I mean the second one, not the first one, not really worth it because... It's never, like, unless you have a concept album, like, you're just cramming it. Like, maybe it's like, oh, this kind of fits in the story, and you're, like, shoving it in there, and it doesn't really work. Like, I haven't seen American Idiot, but I could at least see where that could maybe work, because it's sort of a concept album. Um, but, like, I mean, honestly, when you're just, just taking... the rock opera, then. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, in fact, my answer will be the very obscure emo band Forgive Durden had a concept album with a lot of guest stars. Let's make it a Broadway play. No one would see it. Yeah, I got to say with Matt saying that's if it's a single album, that's a rock opera. It's yeah, not a right. jukebox. Right. Okay. That, I mean, that's just that's but, a comedy. That is, I mean, uh, you know, that's so. Tommy. That's uh, whatever. So due to the inherent flaw in the jukebox system, you want someone who has a lot of songs. You want someone who has, you know, a lot of like stories in their song and not general, you know, part of me almost thinks you could do something good with like some Ariana Grande, but it would be a tragedy and it would be weird because it'd be connected to a real tragedy. So you can't do that. It'd be a little icky. Um, yeah, it would be. What? It would be a little icky. Yeah, exactly. So like maybe in like 50 years, you know, <laughs> but like yeah. probably not. So yeah. you don't do that. Um, so, you know, can you make one? Like, I think. You have so if you're also allowed to do Destiny's Child, I think do Beyonce because you, there's just so much music you can get it done. 
I think she owns the rights to both, so she could probably make that happen, yeah. Yeah. Or Childish Gambino so that Donald gets an EGOT eventually. (laughs) There you go. He can get the T, eventually he'll get the O. So I, I got a better answer, if unless Andy How wants to go positive? first. No, you go. Um, <laughs> okay, better answer. Uh, you'd use the Beach Boys, but the musical is like a cat style musical because you're just pets, and it's like inside, uh, like the world of pets, like the cats, pet like you know, with everything's like, so and you, you have sounds, like all these yeah. right because of pet sounds, and everything's walking around, but it's the Beach Boys music. It's yeah, perfect. so uh, I believe the Beach Boys already have had one. Um, Again, I wasn't prepared for this. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I've been to one jukebox musical uh, in London. We went and saw We Will Rock You. And yeah, it was lame. I didn't like it. Uh, it was it's this difficult thing where like the whole, like the plot of, I mean, I'm not even much of a musical guy anyway, which I have to say, I guess, to me, am I correct? Which I say, even though there has not been a day that's gone by in my life for the past two months where like the Hamilton soundtrack has not been played at the request of a seven-year-old. Anyway, um, but yeah, we went and saw that. And yeah, it's like, uh, this, and you think Queen should lend themselves well. They are big, operatic, and silly, yes. right? That's the best of parts of Queen. But they want to do this thing where it's like this galactic battle for the soul of rock. Oh, and no. We're going to find rock. And I'm like, I don't know that you could find anything less rockin' than this musical. So, <laughs> yeah, like, and they're like, they're like, we guarantee you a, a, a standing ovation every time. Yeah, it's just because people like Queen music and they just yeah. want to stand up while you're playing. We yeah, shitty movie everybody <laughs> loved because at the end you're watching a Queen concert. That's what you walk away with. It's like, I got to see that in the theater. That was awesome. And, and, and all they did was shot for shot at a famous Queen concert, right? And they didn't um, even like at least, um, the the guy in the Elton John one saying himself, this, you're just listening to the yeah. Live Aid concert. But again, yeah. you're like in a modern theater with like all the big sound, all that. Yeah, I bet I like I bet the movie would have been ten times better than what I was watching in my living room. You know, trying to not you know get too dizzy from all the quick cuts. Um, <laughs> Oscar winning editing, uh, by the way. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's my history of the jukebox musical. Um, when I was certain, when because uh, I had researched this question, actually, when <laughs> I, I had brought it up the first time, uh, I, I noticed that the Kinks had one, and I'm like, that would be pretty cool. They have a deep catalog. Uh, later parts of their catalog are very storytelling based. Like, yeah, you know, there, there's some, yeah, like Wes Anderson's whole, whole you know, uh, career just seems to be like living inside a Kinks album. Um, so I, that can't be my answer because it already exists, but I'd almost want to go see that. Um, so then I was like thinking, well, like Bell and Sebastian are like the modern kinks. It may be in, in some of those ways, not the, the early rock period, but yeah, you know, the storytelling of, you know, dainty, fancy men. But I got to feel like. <laughs> no, that's very accurate. My roommate yeah. was Bell and Sebastian in college, and that is yeah. accurate. I gotta say, uh, a Bell and Sebastian jukebox musical is very much a grand opening, grand closing type scenario. Like, I don't know <laughs> that you're filling that theater, even if it's in like Glasgow, Scotland. Nope. So I needed to open it up into, you know, a bigger, you know, uh, something that could actually maybe accomplish this, something that was story, the big hits that people go to. Right. And so I'm going with Taylor Swift. I, think I was Taylor wondering Canada. why that What's album about? was in the background. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, like most of Taylor Swift's music, it's all semi-autobiographical, barely even hidden, you know, 
cuts on her uh, life. So that's what the musical would be about. A young girl uh, working her way through the music industry. You can have lots of subplots with boyfriends and all of this, you know, and then you know, the world hating her because an awful man said she wasn't cool enough. And then at the end, oh, the celebration, oh, wait, he was the awful one and you're great. And then who knows where she goes from here. But, you know, I tell me that's not going to happen one day. I'd love to see how you work the folklore song then to that. Yeah, I know. I mean, you'd probably pick one, you know, like, yeah. I don't think like, you know, they if a, if an artist has a big enough catalog, they're not making sure to get every single one. So. Yeah. It would probably you know, be more of the bigger. I, again, numbers. you know, while we've been doing this, I keep thinking of artists and Googling to see if they have jukebox musicals. And they keep having jukebox musicals. I'm <laughs> like, who has a deep catalog? Like who wouldn't have one? Bob Dylan. Why would you make a jukebox musical about Bob Dylan music? Oh I mean, like his music tells a story, but at the same time, that's not the music that would inspire it. No, Bob Dylan has a jukebox musical. Was well, not a successful one, but he has one. <laughs> yeah, like, and from there, it'd be more like you could think like eras. Like you could do right. like the the you know like early Bob Dylan and all the other like protest music singer. Right. I think like, that's that, basically that, what like the Share Show is or something. Yeah, because like there are jukebox musicals that are like like Motown, all of that. So right. another thing is like like '90s hip hop, and again, like this is like like they could totally do that. They could find an audience. Do if it doesn't have to be one artist, do a you know Biggie Tupac. Yeah, yeah, the death there you go. There you go. Could, but like that would just be the ultimate death of what hip hop was for me as a kid, right? Like when I was listening to it, it was this, you know, anti-social counter culture type deal. And now, you know, I'm, I, it could be one day played on cruise ships. Back in my day, hip hop was this. Yeah. The real hip hop backpack stuff. Like, I don't care. It's fine. Make money. Now I'm an old ass white dude. It doesn't have to be for me, but you know, if suddenly they start making this, this is like Matt saying Nirvana part of people would have to die if suddenly like they're doing you know uh biggie and tupac for you know the, the musical <laughs> theater set yep but it totally could happen totally could happen uh so everybody yeah uh play this game on it's not like we have a lot of episodes to talk about so find an artist maybe even you know, research whether it's happened before or and you know again brad uh this was his main question i don't know if he ever got an answer what would a Spice Girls one be about? What would the story? I mean, don't you just blow up Spice World to like the, that length? It's just, it's your second and chance. And throw in the songs, World. yeah, fit the songs yeah. into Spice World. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why put effort into it. I didn't it. attend those sleepovers, but I I had hope not. No, that would be so creepy. Yeah, I, I, maybe if I'm bringing you guys snacks and then leaving because I'm basically old enough to be your dad. No, not quite, but almost. Not quite. It'd... It'd be troubling. It'd be troubling. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's like maybe technically possible, but like a crime occurred. (laughs) Maybe not possible for. I used to watch a lot of Maury. I know what that. Anything else? Nah, let's end this. I don't even know what music we'll play. Should it be just some jukebox musical type stuff? Maybe. Well, the mystery. We'll find out when I hit that. Mystery B. Thank <laughs> you.